Welcome back to Finance with Fernando. I am your host, Fernando the Mortgage Maverick Tacuna. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Real Mortgage Maverick. I have one of my favorite guests who's been on the uh, show before, Jeffrey Green with Compass Realty, um, one of the top producers at Compass. We wanted to collaborate again because Jeff brings so much value when it comes to the real estate industry. And we're always talking about this stuff off camera. So I'm like, let's just put this sure. in a recording and 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 just you know get out to the masses what we're dealing with because uh, every month is different. You know when it comes to real estate and rates and inventory and all that stuff. So we have a very brief agenda today. We're going to talk about some affordability, how it affects inventory, and then eventually how you could offset. Um, you know, any type of loss of bids and really make yourself more attractive as a buyer. So Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself? Go ahead, throw your social media out there as well, please. Oh, sure. I hope I can remember it all here. Uh, <laughs> so many, right? <laughs> I work out of the uh, Compass Chappaqua office. Basically, my team is a small Navy SEAL team, uh, two principals, a showing agent, full-time administrative uh, transaction manager. And, um, you know, we sell about our goal this year to sell about 75 homes 70 30 so 70 percent of that on the sell side 30 percent maybe a little more this year on the buy side and we handle everything one hour north so um briar cliff to the south up, up to the top of the county and then also uh, westchester county and then also cold spring garrison and uh some of uh, lower duchess um awesome yeah yeah what oh, about your social, social media, media handles? I'm, I'm mostly on instagram i'd say it's uh Jeffrey underscore green underscore NY. Cool. <laughs> so I left the make, I left the make it as easy as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so Jeff Jeff mentioned some, uh, mentioned something about being an hour north. What we're so we're located in New York. Hour north is uh, our north of NYC is basically his bread and butter, and he does yeah. an expanded area around there. Yeah. Um, you know he's licensed throughout New York State, but really he focuses on that Westchester County, Putnam, Dutchess County, which is about an hour north of New York City. Um, the thing is, is that our location in the suburbs of New York City, um, obviously very different than Manhattan or Long Island, but still a very unique market, and that's why it's always good to have that perspective from Jeff. To kind of give you that idea of what we're dealing with because the suburbs where we are are very similar to across the nation right so if you're in charleston north carolina you know we talk about inventory and uh you know different things you could do to make yourself more attractive as a buyer and and that will transpose over to you in north carolina or florida or arizona you know there's different types of laws you have to follow but it's still interchangeable right so it's definitely Absolutely. a valuable uh, addition having jeff with me so let's hop into it first thing we want to talk about is affordability and um basically what i mean about affordability is we're dealing with a rising rate market right and a lot of my videos anyone who watches my uh my social media or listens to my youtube etc um, has noticed that I've been mentioning that you should go back to whoever you're pre-approved with, have a conversation with them, make sure your pre-approval is updated, even if you're not in the market right now, uh, which you should be no matter what, because you should always be looking and making sure that you're following inventory and have your thumb on the pulse of the market. But the affordability side of things, if you were pre-approved earlier in 2021, and you had a set amount that you were pre-approved for, you're gonna to wanna to go back and actually speak with your lender to make sure that that pre-approval is still valid because with rising interest rates, that changes your monthly payment and can change your affordability. It's a massive issue in the market today. 
And why don't I just, you know, defer to to Jeff? Have you seen anything like this? Have you seen a change, you know, with your clients or? Well, I, I suppose if you're if you're looking to max out your financing, then this is really important, right? Like it's if, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're essentially, it's all about your debt. Your debt, your to, debt income. to income so, ratio. Yeah. So exactly. you know, if rates go up, your your housing payment's going to be more. You know, the interest portion's going to be higher. Um, I haven't seen it so much. I would say, you know, a lot of the buyers I work with tend not to be maxing out, but, you know, but I would imagine, you know, some of the first time buyers that we have probably have to right now to get to get something that works for them. They're, they're really stretching their budget. So it is important. Yeah, I agree. And I think that will come up uh, in in like the inventory, the next you know piece of this mm-hmm. puzzle when it yeah. comes to how clients are now I don't want to say overextending themselves, but extending themselves to a point to be as relevant as possible as a buyer when it comes yeah. to a home that they really like, right? So yeah. someone may come to me as a lender and say, I'm looking to buy a $650,000 house and I want to put, let's just use 20% down. Actually, let's use 10%, right? I want to put 10% down. But they find a house that they really love at 700000 and they're like, Fernando, I love this house. Now the numbers are going to change, right? Well, you add that rising rate on top of it. So now not only are you increasing your purchase price, but in a rising rate environment, now you're increasing your mortgage, not only because you increased the loan amount, but because the rate has been moving, you know, in parallel to that as well. So what do they say? If when interest rates rise, purchasers, purchasing power yeah, decreases. decreases. Yeah, right. massive in a massive way. So, yeah. you know, I think the biggest issue we've had since the start of 2022 is that rates jumped over 1%, you know, and mm-hmm. and now you're looking at your pre-approval and this this has happened with clients reaching out to me and I have like a drip campaign to stay in touch with people. But like the people who, you know, my clients, I've had a lot recently that are like, you know what, we just kind of put off looking for a year you know, the whole COVID thing, and we couldn't find anything, and now they're back, and and the, and then I give them an updated letter, and they're like, well, the rate now is you know three and a half, it was two point five or whatever, yeah. you know, that yeah. increased my payment by three hundred dollars a month, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's unfortunately that's what to expect. That's so even if they could afford it, it's also that pain point of wow, my budget's now changed, you know. Well, I I think when it comes to interest rates, we talked about this before the podcast. Look, if we're if you're under if, if you're under five percent, um, just don't even think about it. You know, yeah. make sure that yeah. you're. If you are trying to finance as much as you can afford, as much as a bank will allow, then yeah, you have to monitor it because if rates go up, you're you know that seven fifty pre-approval might drop to seven hundred. You know, yeah. I mean yeah. there is that big of a swing, but I mean it's a mindset thing. If we're five and under. There's no point in watching the news. Yeah, you know, and, you're, like, and you're still, it's still cheap money. Like you said that before, you know, it's it, still cheap money. I mean, you there's know, no way you can time the market so well that you wait six months because the perfect house with with a distressed seller and no one else looks at it and the rates are down. Like it's just these, these it's things, impossible. the planets don't and, lie, there's, there's align. Too many, like there's that. too many people involved. That's the issue. Right, like that, I yeah. deal with that all the time. Where people are like, "Well, I need to lock the rate down in the sales contract." I just put it in my story. I was telling you, you know, where someone was like, "I need to lock the rate right now." He didn't even have a contract, and I'm like, "You don't even have a deal. 
there's no deal yet. I mean, it's not even. And then the funny thing was is that he locked the rate at a higher point, and then the market went down three days after he locked the rate. And I'm like, I'm like, why are you even? You shot yourself in the foot. You know what I mean? So, and it could have went the opposite way. It could have went up. But it, it's like you gotta wait until you have a deal, right? And that goes into inventory. Um, and and you know, Jeff and I just for like the listeners and viewers. So we, we obviously collaborated before we start recording this and like we were talking about inventory and I think one of the biggest things we're being groomed by media is everyone saying like it's low inventory. And Jeff may actually put a, a like a graph up in a second, but yeah. but I'm gonna let Jeff speak to this because this is his wheelhouse and I don't think it's low inventory. I think it's just like we're picky as consumers. You know what I mean? We're, we've become a lot more picky. Um, and why don't you, I'll let you just like take the brains on this. Yeah, I mean, this is a real sticky topic because every TV anchor, I can just see the reels, like low inventory, yep. low inventory. Yep. <laughs> and it's like- well, Everyone jumps okay, on the well, bandwagon too, you know? That's yeah. relative. And you know, is, is that a clickbait term? I, I really do think it is. Um, you know, look, I think, you know, I'll put up this, this graph. Um, the, the reality is, is that yes, are, are there less homes on the market? I'm just going to hit share. Hopefully this thing works here. Are there less homes on the market? Yeah, there are. Um, but I think what folks need to understand about if you're in a market where you can, where they cannot build new homes like Westchester, every, you know, they can rehab homes, but it's very hard to build new homes. And these are a lot of markets in the Northeast and the bigger cities. I'm sure Boston's the same way. I'm sure, you know, a lot of the West Coast towns are the same way. You know, you have the Texas towns where maybe they can branch out or Florida, there's land they can build. But if you're in a market like ours, where they cannot build new homes. So it, we use this analogy, right, Fernando, it's like, there are no new home dealerships. So if you want to yeah. buy a new car, you can go to the Ford dealership or the Tesla dealership and you can go look and you can lease it and it's a big purchase, but you know, there's you can even customize it and wait six months yeah. and get every freaking yeah. option you want. Yeah. You can't do that with the home. Yeah. So you have to go to the used car dealership. And here's my analogy. A couple of years ago, could have went to the used car dealership and you could have saw 300 cars. So maybe there were blue ones and red ones and convertibles and leather and leatherette and automatics and manuals. Yeah, yeah. But now there's only 100 cars. But people are still going to the dealership and they're still buying these cars. You just have less, you have less options. So I'm pulling this graph because I really want to hammer this home. You know, in, in February, sorry, in January of 22, and we looked at Croton on Hudson, the zip code 10520. Like, yeah, small, you know, high high value high demand, area. Yeah, high demand is like, probably the better. Yeah. You know, not super pricey, not super cheap, just yeah. nice, like real core market town for, for where I work. And I think this will translate to a lot of other places in America. Yeah. So January 2022, at the end of the month, there were 14 homes on the market. Uh, January, at the end of the month, 20, uh, in 2018, there were 44. All right, that's a third. Did I do my math right? Yeah, that's a third. So is there an inventory problem? Okay, I guess. But if you look, January 18, 10 homes went into contract. And then January 2022, 13 homes went into contract. So are there less homes to choose from? Yes. 
but more homes are selling. So, yeah. it, you know, it's it's is it it's an inventory yeah. or is it, you know, you have um, let's just say, you know, less styles to choose from because there's still plenty of homes that are selling. And and I have a theory that of those, if we just circle back, like I'm sorry, I pulled up these graphs. I'm not even talking about them, but you know, like this was we see what's been happening. This has been cycling down and you know, there's just been, they're not building new homes. They're, they're starting to build new homes now and renovate homes now. But, um, and this also is generational, like the, the generation that should be aging out of their homes and selling and moving into 55 plus communities or single floor master homes, they don't have options. They can't get out and they don't want to go to nursing homes because of yep. COVID. So, so anyways, um, you know, where I'm going with this is that of this, you know, group, like if you look here, like February, or is it here? So February is right around here. You know, these these higher sort of peaks here. Yep. You know, I honestly think, and I'm going to stop the share now. Um, I honestly think of those 44 homes that were on the market back in February 18, I think a third of them weren't even really going to sell anyways. They were drastically overpriced. They, you know, needed way too much work for what they were asking, or they had, you know, s severe limitations location-wise or some other thing. You know, maybe they even had title issues. They weren't yeah. like, be able there's to more. Trust. There's more to it. It's basically yeah. Going so with this. yeah, it's granted. Are, are we having to look at homes that originally you wouldn't look at? Yeah, and unfortunately, again, it's a mindset shift. Mindset shift. Just look at everything. Take everything seriously. Look at it with the lens of how can I make this house work for me? Yeah. Like, is it? Are there some non-negotiables that just won't work? But can I can I repaint this house and make it look like a you know mid-century throwback ranch and be happy and raise my kids here in the school district I want to you know like that that's I just agree. that's just where where we are right now in yeah. the cycle of, of well action. you know you know what it is and and to piggyback on what you're saying and I agree with everything you're saying and we talked about this I think the mindset of individuals being that we're groomed by a lot of the media outlets is mm -hmm. that well there's there's no inventory don't bother. Where um, you know, back in these previous markets, it's it's exactly what you said. Buyers had too many options. Yeah. Right. And that sometimes is a bad thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. That's yeah. like when I talk to someone about a mortgage, and I'm like, I do adjustable rate mortgages, fixed rate mortgages, veteran loans, FHA loans. Uh, you know, all of these different types of products. Right. There's construction loans. There's this. There's that. And blah blah blah. But there's a million different guidelines that come to that. And there's a million different applications. It's the same mm -hmm. thing when you're looking at housing inventory. You know, you you used to have clients, and, and this still happens, but you used to have clients that, let's say there were 40 homes in the market, they would they would look at 40 homes and be like, well, I like this of this one, I like that of that one. And they would never think outside the box like, well, I like this core house, and I right. could do this, this, and this to make it better, you know, right. as I live in it. People now are being forced to do that. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's not, yeah, you know, it's just, it is, it is what it is. It's it is just, what it is. We have to deal with it. And, and yeah. I think, I think the, the, the point we're trying to make is, is it exactly like what Jeff said, like keep an open mind, because if you don't have that open mind, you could be left out in the cold and it's discouraging. And when you get discouraged, you lose opportunities, right? It's I just, mean, maybe it's, maybe it's good for the real serious buyers that maybe really are absorbing what we're saying. Maybe with the media should keep on their their there's no inventory thing discourage some of the you know 
<laughs> the other buyers yeah. from yeah. Uh, you know yeah. from diving in. But make a smaller yeah. pool. Make a smaller look. I would pool just say it, it's just like just like interest rates. If we're five and under, it is what it is. Life goes yep. on. Yep. If we're down to thirty percent inventory, it is what it is. You just got to deal with it. You need a you roof. I don't know what to say. You know, yeah. like it's it's. Don't get discouraged. Don't get bitter. Yeah. Don't think sellers are taking advantage. Because we don't know. We don't know. It's this is the thing. It. Most most consumers, you know what what they'll say, and they'll even say to me is like, "Well, I'm just going to wait until rates decrease." Well, how do you know that's going to happen? Right. Right. I mean, that's right. you know that happened when we had our first rate increase last year when it when it you know when rates went up um, you know mid COVID to like the mm -hmm. high threes, and people yeah. were like, "Well, I'm just going to wait for it to drop again," and it did correct. But now it's like it's back up again, right? And it's like, how many cycles are you going to go through where this correction is going to take place? Until, and what's that? And you until, know, what's that costing you? Like, what, what's well, the situation? True. That's I mean, true. If you're living in your you parents' know. basement, there's there's some mental health costs right oh, there. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, without a doubt, it changes your lifestyle, right? It changes your yeah, like what you said, mental health. And, and what if you're you know, what if you're renting? So oh, I'm going to wait another year. I'm going to rent another year, and it's like. I hope you have a sick deal on your rental because Listen, that extra fifty grand you're going to cough out that wouldn't have been applied towards you know closing costs or premium or I agree you know, mortgage I agree and, uh, uh, you know the, the the mortgage payments like yeah yeah it's true and and being a landlord honestly like we're getting on all of my homes the highest rent we've ever seen you know mm -hmm. so so like I have I have a house that's renting for close to three thousand dollars a month in Westchester. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could buy the house. I would sell it for three hundred and fifty thousand. You work out the right. payment for that, and you're talking about you probably save about over a thousand dollars in a payment by right. owning that house. You know what and I mean? That's just that's just your monthly cash flow. That's not even taking into account your the actual mortgage appreciation. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you know, and that and this leads to the final piece of this puzzle. We always want to bring value on how you can become more attractive a buyer. Mm -hmm. In a market like this, right? Rising interest rates, somewhat limited inventory. I don't want to even say limited inventory, but just like unique inventory. Yeah. Um, and and one of the things that you know, and I brought this up to Jeff, and I've I've done this for a few clients, is is taking their file. So there's a pre-approval, right, that you can get from a lender, which basically is someone like myself looking at your income, assets, and credit, and saying, yeah, you're good. You could afford this. Go out there. Here's a letter. I looked at your documentation, everything is good. You want to take it right. a step further, make yourself a more attractive buyer, and Jeff will you know, kind of chime in after I mention this, um, whether it's worth it or not. But you could actually, I could take your file as if you're buying a home without a property address, submit it into underwriting, mm -hmm. have a human review it, and issue something called a commitment letter. So you've done all this legwork in like right. a week to two weeks while you're still looking for homes, we issue a commitment letter, and now you're in the market with a commitment letter, no property address chosen yet, and you give that to someone like Jeff, and when you submit an offer, Jeff can say, listen, my clients are halfway through the financing process. Right. They're fully vetted, they're approved by Fernando and the lender he works for, and all we need is an appraisal, we need a contract, obviously, we need an appraisal, and we need title, and we could close. Whether that's two weeks, you know, I mean, you close immediately, right? Once you yeah. get the appraisal and the title. And to me, that is a value add being that it's a free, it's a free, um, you know, it, it's a free process. You could do that with yeah, no cost. You're going to have to do it anyways. <laughs> you're do it anyways if you're buying. So it's like, why not get ahead of it? Like, 
And people will say, well, what's the pain point? Well, the pain point is, is that certain documents expire, right? Your pay stub, yeah. your bank statements, there's a certain shelf life for that. But everything else is like, okay, you put yourself to work a little bit, you put together your paperwork, which I ask for anyway when I do a pre-approval. We yeah. submit it to underwriting, we get a commitment letter now, and Jeff will mention this about waiving financing, uh, finance, finance contingencies, but you know, there's ways that you could be more attractive as a buyer and, you know, Jeff, as an experienced agent, will tell you what sets you apart in that sense, you know, in waiving certain contingencies. So a question for you. So I'm a buyer. I go for a full pre-approval with conditional commitment. Basically, yep. you're committed and I'll go find a house. Yeah. How long does, from, from the day I get that letter, how, you know, how long does that last before I'd have to, is it 90 days? It's I usually find a house so it, within 90 days. Or? Yeah, so it depends on the shelf life of the documents provided to us. So, like, if I, I ask for the most recent 30 days of pay stubs, and you give me like, you know, today is the beginning of March, and you begin me, you give me the beginning of February, right? Your commitment letter is going to expire in 60 from, days. From that day. I yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, it, it's it all about income verification. Yeah, it expires from your most recent documentation, right? But that's that's a simple fix where we just get your updated pay stubs, your bank statements, we throw it into underwriting, and within a day you have that updated commitment letter, or same day, that updated commitment letter with the with the date. Like a lot of them that I do are usually 90 to 120 days. They're valid. Yeah. So it's basically the same time frame as pre-approval, right? It's the right. same thing. You just took an extra step, you know. Well, I, I mean to let because this is all. I guess this conversation is really about. How does a buyer put themselves in a better position for that when they do settle and find the house that they kind of like and want to get, they actually get their offer accepted? Um, and, you know, I think, well, firstly, you need an agent, you need a buyer's agent that's going to be able to, you know, uh, uh, convey this to the listing agent. And you need a seller that's going to be able to absorb this information. But I think there's enough good listing agents out there that this has value enough to just do it. You yeah. know, it may not work every time, but it's gonna work enough of the times, especially if you're at a, a if you're willing to really be competitive on the price. Um, whole nother, yeah. I guess. But, yeah. um, so basically, look, I mean, if you, if you have a full commitment letter coming in and you present your offer, now consult your attorney, but you could basically say, look, I'm willing to go into contracts for this house. I'm willing to say, look, I already have a commitment letter. I don't need a financing contingency, but I do need an appraisal contingency. The house has to appraise. But now th think of that from the seller's point of view. This is a serious buyer that is prepared, that can close quickly. I'm trying to line up, you know, the seller in the back of their head, I'm trying to line this sale up with my transition of, you know, Palm Beach and I need this, know when this is going to close and I have this conversation with sellers all the time, like, yeah. it's not always yeah. about the number, it's about we need a buyer that is going to pull this off because Time, you're, on a, you're on a timeline, yeah, you know, it's a big and, deal. and yeah. so, so look, I, I think, again, consult an attorney on this, um, I know a bunch of good ones, you do too, like, you know, I think if you could convey, hey, all I need is for this house to appraise, I'm already pre-vetted, like I'm offering a good number. I think that, you know, that should very much put you in the front of the pack. Yep. Um, it's almost like a cash offer, honestly. I was gonna say that, like maybe if you're just a little bit higher than a cash offer, if I had a seller, 
They're like, look, I understand, you know, there's risks with financing, but aside from the appraisal, this guy's taking all those risks off the table. They've already yep. done all the work. Yep. Um, We've seen it so need often in this clear market. title to close on a cash deal anyways. So it's yep. like, you know, yep. that doesn't... Yeah, um, it's, it, it, it is a massive, it's a, it's a massive difference. And I think these little ways to make people, make clients more um, attractive as right. as a buyer. Now, this is the one thing, and I'll mention a story, and I didn't even say this to Jeff before. I have a client who's committed, who's buying a property, and timing was a big deal by the seller because they didn't have something lined up. And they were like dragging this, they were dragging my client through the mud, he's a buyer, he has this commitment letter. And I spoke to the listing agent who's local here in New York and has been doing real estate for over 30 years. I'm not joking. I mean, very seasoned, vetted real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Dude, she calls me and goes, he said he has a commitment letter, I don't understand what that means. And I'm like, like, how can he have a commitment letter if he's not in contract? That kind of conversation. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And and, yeah. and and my client calls me and is like, listen, do you mind if I give your phone number to the listing agent because they want to move now and and like they want to accept this offer, but they, they don't know what separates me because of the commitment letter. This is why it's very important to work with someone like Jeff who's educated. Jeff is one of the few realtors that educates himself not only on the real estate side, but also like the financing side, the legal side. He's able to give you that experience just the way I do whenever I talk on social media or consult with a client. And even though we may say, consult with your attorney, consult with a CPA, consult with an agent, consult with a mortgage person, it's still, we're giving you some insight of how it may work. And yeah. you know, when I spoke with this listing agent, I was on the phone with her for probably about a half hour. Coincidentally, she's like, you're super knowledgeable and you explain this well, I'm gonna start referring you. So it was great for me, right? But like, the thing was is that she learned something new and and it gave my client the edge. And that's why it's like one of those things where Jeff said, make sure you're working with an agent to explain it to the listing agent because not many people know this is even out there and it separates you, right? And yeah. even though you may not be able to buy cash, but if you have that mortgage and you're already committed, you could then come to the table and say, you know what, this is basically a cash offer. I'm willing yeah. to waive my financing contingency, like Jeff said, and let's get this deal done and I can close quick, right? So um, yeah. I think it's great. I think, the, I think the financing, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but you know, you have to keep the appraisal contingency in there, right? Because that hasn't been done yet. But I think you can, I, I mean, I, I, I should kind of talk to some of our, our attorney go-tos yeah. to say, look, like, is an attorney going to talk a buyer out of this? I, I don't necessarily think so because the way the clause reads anyways, you have 30 days to get a commitment letter. Yeah. You already have one. So it's yeah, like, you you're just one. like, you're just basically saying, Hey, put the financing contingency in. I'll give you my commitment letter with the contract. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a no brainer. It's like, well, you know, which, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just, what is it? Subject to appraisal. And, and, yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll do something related to, we should actually do that where we have someone like Anthony on or something like an attorney to kind of give us some feedback on some of these like ways to, you know, really make you make yeah. yourself more attractive as a buyer's agent. And, and we also have, we'll make another video, Jeff, um, regarding, you know, selling homes as well. Cause I know you do a ton of listings as well. Yeah. So, but I know. mean this, I think, you know, these are very helpful for not only buyers, but also sellers because everyone, yeah, everyone, you know, it's, it's, I, I say it over and over again. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not just about 
the price. There's so many other yeah. variables with these. And we're, and we're in it together. There's a lot of hands in the pot. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, right? So we want to make yeah. sure that everyone's educated enough to know what they're doing. Listen, man, I appreciate it awesome. as always. It's I, If it was up to me, we'd do something weekly. I mean, I love having you on. You know, we always, we always throw so many different ideas around. Um, and I appreciate you. It's always good to have someone in the industry that loves to learn and really express sure, their, their education, you know. Yeah. So thanks thanks for uh, for coming on again. Jeff Green, everyone, Compass Realty. Check him out. I will put some links in the bio as well. Um, once again, Financial Fernando, I hope you finance your first, next, and last home. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for watching. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye.